Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to today's episode of the Handsome Alexander podcast. I am your host, Aaron Fonseca, and I am certainly, certainly glad that you took a moment to uh, come and to listen to us today. Uh, We are coming to you live right now, recording from Cafe Louisa in the heart of Old Cloverdale. If if anyone is familiar with Montgomery, they know uh, what a gem uh, Cafe Louisa is, and so... I encourage you, if you have never been to Cafe Louisa or to Tomatino's, um, it is located in the A&P in uh, Old Cloverdale. So if you get a chance to come on out here, uh, they've got pizza at Tomatino's. They also have coffee, pastries, baked goods, that sort of thing over at Cafe Louisa. So I want to thank them for allowing us to use their dining room uh, as we record today's podcast. Uh, later on in the podcast, I'll be joined by Miss Tori Nicole Jackson. She is a local artist here in Montgomery, Alabama, and we will just have a brief chat with her about her art and a little bit about her history, a little bit about her process and her inspiration, and just go to pick her brain and just learn a little bit about art from her. That's the, the entire point of this podcast, as you well know, is to... Uh, come to this intersection that we call art, business, and life, and to sit and to take a moment and to just consider and to think and to learn. So I am uh, very happy that she will be joining us a little bit later on. A couple of quick announcements. We do have uh, a couple of interviews that we have lined up. So in the coming weeks, we will be uh, featuring uh, other other artists and other business owners from around the area. So make sure that you uh, tune in uh, every other Tuesday and listen to the uh, newest episodes of the podcast because once again we'll be featuring other artists and other businesses and some uh, some art some life inspiration uh, as well and uh, got some really exciting things that uh, I want to talk about and discuss um, and so I hope that you will tune in and I hope that you will that you will listen. But without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring my uh, my guest today. Uh, like I said, her name is Tori Nicole Jackson. She is a local artist based here in Montgomery, Alabama. And so uh, I want to welcome her. Tori, thank you for uh, joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi. Um, now, uh, you and I, we go back um, a couple years. Yeah. Um, we... Uh, we have shot together. We have worked together a couple of times, but um, you uh, you have modeled a little bit. You're an artist. Um, you, if I understand correctly, I think you have also been a tattoo artist. Is that correct? I have. Yep. Um, tattooing is one of those things that I never, I'm scared to do because I'm, a, <laughs> I'm always, it, it's so permanent. And if you mess up, you, you. Well, the funny thing about that is I don't have any tattoos. (laughs) I actually got into tattooing because um, a friend of mine asked me if I'd ever tried to sell any of my art to to a tattoo shop. I said no. And so I, I walked in and I tried to sell some of my pieces and I was offered a paid internship. 
Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And so I said, okay, if I can tattoo on skin, then I surely I can do just about anything on canvas if I can do it on skin. And 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 people always talk about how like the body is like it's a canvas. And, it is, it uh, is, and you. I mean, you have to learn how to stretch it in different ways. But um, when I first started, I heard a lot that you're not going to be able to tattoo unless you tattoo on yourself. You have one because you're not going to know how deep to go. That was baloney. You just have to know how deep to go. It's it's technique, just like a paintbrush. That is um. That's a technique that I'm still scared of. So I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna stay away from that. Um, but um, so uh, I want to back up a little bit. I just want to um, you know tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know where you're from. You know maybe like where you went to school and things like that. Just kind of any kind of background history that you want to give us. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, originally I'm from Prattville, and. It's a really slow town, so I, I've always done art because I really, really didn't have too much to do, which I guess was good because you couldn't really get into trouble. Yeah. But um, I've been painting ever since I can remember. Uh, when I was growing up, as far back as I can remember, my mom used to let me play in her oil paint and didn't know how to use them yet. But the fact that she let me play in them, I guess it it encouraged me that that she would even let me do that because these, I mean, oil paint is expensive. Yeah. And so every Saturday we would watch Bob Ross and all my family, my dad's brothers and sisters would buy me art kits when I was little. And when I went to my grandmother's house, especially my mom's mother, uh, she would take out all her markers and all the papers she had. And she would just let me make whatever I wanted. Yeah. And so my family had, a really, a really big uh, impact on me. My parents, my parents and my mom's mother, especially, they were artists. My grandfather did woodwork, um, and so when I was little, I used to see my parents' paintings sitting around the house, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to do that. I want to be yeah. just as good as they are." Um, it's funny because as a photographer, um, um, I kind of feel what it, it was interesting because growing up, I, I always had appreciation for art, but mm -hmm. as art, for art and, but talking specifically about photography, I always had an appreciation for photography, but it was never anything that like I was necessarily interested in. But it's funny because my dad was a, 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 a photographer. He was a hobby photographer. He, he, um, he never really made money or anything mm -hmm. off of it, but he just enjoyed it. And I remember, you know, kind of like just kind of uh, duck farting around with his camera and whatnot. Right. And he would tell me about this or that, you know, but um, yeah, it, it, it's funny how, you know, parents can like see that sometimes in their kids. And, you know, unfortunately there are some parents who don't try to cultivate that mm -hmm. um, in, in their, in their children, because, you know, I mean, from artist to artist, it's it's hard to be that. It's hard to live a practical life. It is um, as an artist, you know, because you still got bills to pay mm -hmm. and, and, and you have a life to live, and you know, you got things that you want to do. But a lot of times, as an artist, the money that you get, you end up putting right mm -hmm. back into your art. I know that's how I am as a photographer. It's hard to make money when you're making money and you're putting it right back right. into your photography. And my, I think that uh, me, and my dad didn't really see eye to eye on art he he wanted me to do it and he loved that I did it but he he didn't uh think that it was 
it was practical for me to just pursue that. And I'm, I am glad that, that he did that in a way, you know, they still wanted me to go to college and get some kind of other background so that I could always have that. And I used to be bitter about it, but I'm not anymore because I, I understand it. And I mean, I am in the middle of Alabama <laughs> and the, the art scene, it is growing, but it's taken a little bit of time for it to even get off the ground. And I'm, I'm really happy to be uh, kind of in a place where I'm, I'm a part of it growing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, just three years ago, the art scene was not where it is now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is growing and it's kind of, it's really exciting to be a part of, to be a part of it getting bigger. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, and that, that is the beauty of, uh, I guess, allowing yourself to pursue the things that you mm -hmm. love. Um, because, you know, if if you're not, then that thing that you love, not only will it die in you, but it mm -hmm. it also will die around you. You right. know, like like the, the, the as an artist of, of any kind, you know, how often do, do we know people say, oh, well, I yeah, I used to dance or, you know, I used to play this instrument or whatever the case may be. But, mm -hmm. you know, I can't do it anymore. But then. I wonder also by the same token, how many of those people, you know, maybe support other artists or how many of those people right. go and support, you know, the thing that they love. And maybe it's because, you know, a little bit of out of heartbreak or anything like that. I don't know. It, it, I'm just speaking out of conjecture here, but it just seems like if when you, when you're when you have the freedom or when you have the passion and the desire to pursue the things that you love, it, it, it it motivates you and compels you to support others that are around you that are doing what they love, mm -hmm. even if it's not art. You know, I know me, you know, as a, as a business person, you know, and as an artist, you know, I want to support other businesses. I want to support other artists. But if I hear somebody that says, Oh, well, you know, I really want to be a, a, a an engineer or I really want to be a doctor, then I'm like, go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, but that's because, I'm trying to pursue what I want to pursue mm -hmm. and I'm trying to pursue my goals and dreams. You should pursue your goals and your dreams right. and your aspirations as well. So, um, no, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned you went to college. Mm -hmm. Where'd you go to college? I went to Huntington college and, um, I, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and art. Okay. I was going to go into therapy, uh, that, that kind of went in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I I was going to go to to grad school in Colorado, and Dad was just not having that, and that's okay because yeah. um, I'm just one of those people that believes everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Um, my my art professor didn't even. I mean, he he hated my art. He told me that I <laughs> would <laughs> I would never sell a piece because my my stuff was just too colorful, which I didn't agree with. Um, he, he liked more Renaissance art and yeah. he just, he wasn't into it and you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but once again, that, like, like it, it, that, it, and it speaks to, you know, sticking to your guns and, mm -hmm. it, and it speaks to going and pursuing the thing that, that you love and, you know, right. despite what other people might, might try to say. And, you know, unfortunately in life, there's a lot of people, who give up on their dreams and their desires because, mm -hmm. you know, somebody said that they couldn't or somebody said that they weren't good enough or anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
and you know it's unfortunately un, uh, un, unfortunately that happens um, and but you know I was talking to my 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 kids the other day you know and I was telling them I said you know I think that they're very fortunate that they live in a time where it is a lot more acceptable to follow your dreams and mm-hmm. to follow you know your goals because there was a time where you might say oh you know I want to go and be a musician right. but you know um, I really need to go and you know think about my future so I'm going to go get a degree in business mm-hmm. and then those people end up spending you know 10 15 years in, in the business world wishing that they had followed their love of music right and nowadays you know you're able to do that now there's a price to pay in the sense of like you you have to know what you're getting yourself into you're not going to make as much money you're not going to be quote unquote successful in the traditional sense of the word successful Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day there's that level of happiness that comes with pursuing what you know that you wanted to pursue right and that you know, you're, you're talking about um, success, and success to me is not is not money and, you know, what you right. have. It's, I measure success and happiness. I'm happy right now because I'm still getting to do art. Right. Exactly. And, 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 that's, and that's how it, it, it should be, like I said. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, I think that's the beauty of the world that we are, are living in or the world that, that is, is starting to change and evolve mm-hmm. is that changed, um, that changing view or definition of success. You right. Know? Uh, um, that it's not necessarily about climbing the corporate ladder. It's not talking no. about uh, how what your bank account looks like. It's, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the night, when you put your head down to sleep, is is really are you able to say I'm happy with mm-hmm. myself and I'm happy with where I am in my life? Right. And that that is that is you know like I'm with you that that to me is true success and true mm-hmm. happiness. Um, doing that. So um, now let me ask you a question. Um, I know you, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna shift gears a little bit, and so I might be jumping the gun. And so we we might you know what. I am jumping again. Let me pause a little <laughs> bit. So, shifting gears. Uh, um, you said that obviously that you started, you know, as an artist or, or started getting into the art as as a child growing up, mm-hmm. and then you pursued it in you know in college and learned about it in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from a very general sense, what is art to you? How does it? Whether is whether you want to say what it means to you or how it fits to you, how it shapes you, how it molds you, or just in general, from, you know, speaking objectively and detached from yourself, just what is art? When, when you think of art, what do you think of? When I think of art, I really think of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it's my time to relax. And um, I used to be a little bit more cookie cutter about my art, um, doing a lot of portraits and, and then after I started tattooing, I discovered Alex Gray. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't looked into his art, you should. It's really, it's, it's beautiful. It just, it puts you at a, a peace of mind, makes you think. And I guess that that's what art is to me. Or what I would like for mine, for my art to do is to put, put someone at a peace of mind, mm-hmm. balance, 
Um, I guess that's why I use so many colors. You know, they say that the chakras are all different colors. And so, I guess me using all those colors together just balances. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned you mentioned uh, colors. And, and mm-hmm. so, that's something I do want to ask, ask you about is is tell us a little bit about your, your process. Because I've seen, I've seen your work. And uh, for everyone who's listening, you can actually see her work. Huh. Hey. Here's your plug portion of the uh, podcast. Uh, if you go to Instagram, you can uh, check out her work. Um, it's at Trixie Inc. and Art. That's T R I X Y I N K A N D A R T. Trixie Inc. and Art. And that's on uh, Instagram. You can see her stuff. And uh, we'll plug it again at the end of the show. But um, having seen your work, and I've seen you work in person, and then I've mm-hmm. also seen uh, the work that you've posted online, your art has a lot of color in it. <laughs> it's got a lot of color in it, but it I don't find it overpowering. Um, I, I don't find that it, like, to me, it doesn't, like, smash you in the face or anything. It is, in uh, matter of fact, it's the opposite. It pulls you in, um, and, and, and even the way that the color works to me it brings out just certain details um within the painting that maybe i wouldn't necessarily look at or notice from afar but because of the coloring it pulls me in and it has me look at at, at certain types of detail but tell me a little bit about your process like i said you look and not just necessarily about the colors that you use but you know i know that that's a big thing about the art that you do is that there's a lot of focus that is on color but tell us a little bit about your process and just how you go through like you know picking what to what to paint mm-hmm. and then how to paint it and things like that so well so once i once i discovered this different kind of art i guess you could say by uh, i mean there's a bunch of different artists that do this kind of art uh, alex gray drake arnold uh chris dyer um they're just, they're really great artists. And once I discovered that, I realized that um, I could paint the things that were in my head and uh-huh. there is an audience that likes that. And so that's what I started to do was to paint the things that I had just stored away in my head, just crazy things. I mean, yeah, there's no rule that says I can't paint an elephant <laughs> in a rainbow colors. Um, that's uh, right. My, <laughs> exactly. So my process is I actually really don't have a process okay um i guess you could say um i just i put every color on my palette when i start and i i draw things out sometimes but for the most part i just i put in music and um the music kind of tells me which way to go with the color of course if i listen to something uh more intense the colors usually come out warm and when i listen to softer music it comes out in you know blue hues and Mm -hmm. and um i usually i actually usually don't have very much light i usually have the rooms set at you know a dim setting yeah and so when i'm painting i just i go with it and when I turn the light on, I'm like, oh, whoa, <laughs> used a lot more color than I thought we right. used on that. But I like it. Um, I guess a dim setting puts me at at ease more. I feel more relaxed. And that's that's all that's all what my art is about, is yeah. me relaxing and just painting whatever's in my head, whatever color I feel like 
putting on the canvas. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's what I do. Of course, I, I try to, uh, I try to distinguish, like, you know, if I'm doing a, a human, then, I mean, uh, the way my eyes work is I, I see colors in everything. And so I try to use it, use the colors to where you can still tell, you know, it is a human, but I don't have to do skin colors. Right. Um, you know, uh, there's one particular piece that um, stands out uh, to me, and I kind of want to use it um, as a little bit of a segue. Um, there's, it, it is a, a picture of a, it's a Native American man. Yes. And um, I saw you when you were working on that before the finish. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I just remember just like being mesmerized, like while you were working on it. And I remember, uh, watching you watching you work and like at that point you were i think you were maybe working on were you working on the feathers i was i was you just were. about to say that the feathers yep and I um, was. just the detail that was going into it and it was so meticulous and, and, and it's what i think when i think of an artist and i don't know you know, it, there are like just the details, but I kind of also want to use that as a segue. I want to I want to talk about that piece in particular, but then I also want to talk about the more or less the inspiration, but also, uh, for lack of better words, the personal connection mm -hmm. to you, because you are part Native American, mm -hmm. and so tell us a little bit about that and just kind of how that piece fits with you, and then maybe if you want to use that as a way to get to your Native American uh, heritage and background. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, growing up, uh, both my grandmothers always instilled, you know, what we were. And uh, kids definitely made sure I knew <laughs> <laughs> growing up. I mean, it, it wasn't easy uh, for me and my sister growing up. People really tortured us on the bus, uh, threatening to cut our hair off. And calling us names and so, hold on. so so for clarity, tell us what your uh, your your heritage is. The uh, Native American heritage. So uh, my my dad's mother um, has Seminole heritage, um, and then my mother's side, they're from Jetto, Alabama, Creek mm -hmm. Territory. Mm -hmm. My uh, grandmother's mother was Cherokee, and um, her father was Creek. Right. And so you are, and you are, uh, you are involved. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm deeply involved. Uh, last year I, I actually got to do a ceremony, a very, very special ceremony. Um, and so I, I, I got to do the powwow last year as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really special to me that I'm getting to celebrate because my, my grandmothers could not celebrate. Right. Um, they were really hated for being mixed. And, you know, the fact that I get to celebrate that now, is just, it's huge. And I think it really hit me last year. Um, me and my grandmother were looking through photographs. And, you know, I, I took one out and I asked her, you know, who is this? Mm -hmm. And she, she has a lot of mixed heritage she has a little bit of german too mm -hmm. and when i pulled out the photo she said um she said she's german and i'm proud of it and the way she said it it just struck me like she couldn't always say that and that's i mean it is a shame she used mm -hmm. to get 
chased downtown Prattville because mm-hmm. she was mixed. It's, I mean, it's horrible. And so now I really try to, to pay homage to that. And um, Chief Eagle was not, he's not our tribe, but his story, um, he wasn't, I guess he wasn't the most favored. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I looked a little bit into him. I can't really recall what I read, but I before I paint anyone like that, I like to look look up the facts about them and you know make sure I'm sending the right message. Right. But you know he was kind of kind of deceived in a way. He thought that um, that kind of working with uh, how can I put it. Working with uh, a few Europeans would have would have helped his community, yeah. And in turn, it, it didn't. And uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sad. I mean, it is sad. Yeah. Um. And so I, I'm actually I'm planning on doing a series of of chiefs and uh, oh, wow. not I mean not not only native side, but I have a few African ancestors as well that I want to paint mm-hmm. and just I just want everybody to hear what it was like for both sides. Yeah. So. And, and and that's the interesting thing about art and, and, and it's definitely one of the direction that I, I, you know, I want this podcast to go mm-hmm. is to talk about where art and life, you know, where they intersect. And that's, right. and that's a very, that's a very, um, it's textbook definition of, of those two things intersecting mm-hmm. is, is art and life and, and, and art being able to tell the story of life and somebody's life and, and the, and the world that they lived in. And then by perspective, mm-hmm. the world that we live in now, you know, and, and it, it, it goes back to knowing where you come from mm-hmm. and knowing where we as, as, as a whole, where we can came from, because, you know, like you said, you know, your grandmother's, you know, they wouldn't, they weren't able to, you know, celebrate that, that part of themselves. But here you are two generations later and mm-hmm. you're, you're able to do, do that. And we still have work to do, you know, but it's a beautiful thing that we're able to be in a time where you can do that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and like I said, we still have work to do. Absolutely. We still have work to do. But um, we also don't want to forget about how far we have come so far. Right. And I, I think about I think about what I went through on the bus and we actually um, my cousin and um, my boyfriend was there too. We all had this encounter at Moundville. We went on a trip to Moundville and we were harassed while we were there by some police. You know, they heard a gunshot and tried to pin it on us. Mm. Um, I mean, there were other people there too, but they didn't ask them anything. Of course, we were the only brown ones there. And so, um, when we thought about it after that incident, you know, we're in, we're in a place where our ancestors are from. So, I mean, of course we have the right to be there. Right. Um, and we're, we're, we were there for all the right reasons, but when my friend put it into perspective, it was like, uh, you know, we went through that and it was annoying. Yeah. Um, but what my ancestors went through was just on a whole nother level. Right. And exactly. so I, I'm thankful that they went through that so that I could at least, I mean, that's all I had to endure. I, I wasn't completely removed. Yeah. So. Um, and that, and that, and, and like I said, that, that's, 
it speaks to that. It speaks to where we mm-hmm. where we came from. Um, so, um, shifting gears, <laughs> um, you had mentioned earlier a little bit about um, what you want your art to do, mm-hmm. um, as far as like just bringing people peace and things like that. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned that you had a, kind of a series that you you're eventually going to start or going mm-hmm. starting might um, take a while but yes yeah. <laughs> i know that's how i am like as a photographer i'm like i want to do this photo series and then it's like so how's that photo series coming <laughs> yeah i haven't even gotten the first model yet um or whatever the case may be um that's one thing about artists is we always have in mind what we're going to uh-huh. do a then, thousand ideas that's right so much time. i've got this really cool idea <laughs> um you know, I, I was telling some friends last night, one of the reasons why I love photography is just because it's instant, it's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I take a picture, it's there. Yeah, and it'll take me about two years. I mean, yeah. and so be it. It's okay. Yeah, it, it is okay. But um, tell tell us a little bit, uh, um, you know, just kind of where, you, where do you see yourself as an artist or where do you hope to see yourself as an artist? Like, you know, mm-hmm. in the, you know, not, not in the distant future, but, you know, kind of down the road a little bit whether it's in the next few months next few years mm-hmm. like where, where where do you hope to be as an artist well, i'm really really into uh music festivals and uh, i'm into music festivals because of the feeling that you get when you're there it's peaceful nobody's worried about you know work or bills all you're worried about is you know what musical act is coming on next? Right. And so I would really like to see my art grow in that community, um, in tapestries and mm-hmm. um, uh, live painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of my favorite artists are, are live painters yeah. in Florida. And so uh, it's it's one of those goals that I, I feel like I can reach. I, I set that goal to live paint uh when I was coming out of tattooing and six months later I was uh, picked to paint at Halloween. And so um, I think my, my next goal right now is to get um, a few of my paintings onto tapestries. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd mentioned Drake Arnold earlier, which I um, actually met Drake Arnold um, at Halloween when I was, when I was picked to paint my first year. Uh-huh. I did not know that I was standing beside him <laughs> and uh, he complimented my art. And I said, I said, thanks, man. Um, yours is, I mean, yours is awesome. And it looked familiar and I, I couldn't, I knew his style, but I couldn't quite, you know, place, you know, where it came from. And so I said, thanks, you know, mm-hmm. yours is cool too. I really love that. And he said, oh, cool. My name's Drake. Uh, let's keep in contact. You know, later in the day, somebody said Drake Arnold, and I was like, I was talking to Drake Arnold, and it was it was not <laughs> it was not one of those schoolgirl things. It right. was one of those things where I can't believe that I was painting right beside one of the people that inspires me yeah. every single day. And so I um, I met with him again this year. He was painting at Halloween again, and I was fortunate enough um, that he I. I will be working with him trying to get my paintings onto tapestries, which is just a dream come true. <laughs> That's really for awesome. Me. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question and um, kind of moving into the last uh, little bit here. Now, obviously, like I said, you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Now, um, putting things on tapestry and making like these big pieces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
is this something that you currently or like down the road you want to eventually like sell? I mean, I know that we don't get into art to be a business. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes there are people who want to say, hey, I want that and I'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, What? Tell me a little bit about the business side, Um, whether there or not there or going to be there, just like Mm -hmm. how that fits a little bit. Well, a lot of my pieces are so sentimental that I, you know, the more colorful ones they take, you know, sometimes they take two years to create. Uh-huh. And so I, I want a lot of people to see them. And so um, at the moment, I'm selling prints and hopefully soon tapestries. Uh-huh. Um, but on the business side of it, some, I mean, every once in a while I'll do commissions. I really don't like too because it takes focus off of the message that I'm trying to send through right. my art. And so what I'll do is actually create these, you know, tiny paintings that you can buy. And I don't sell them for very much. I mean, I, and it depends on uh, what materials I use as well. Like watercolor usually takes a whole lot less time than oil paint. Exactly. And so I'll, I'll do, you know, watercolor paintings and those are for sale and uh, small oil paintings that people can buy. And um, if it's a commission and it's small, then I, I really don't have a problem with that. Right. And so that that is usually how I I make some of the money back from art. Yeah. Um, it is. I, I know um, I, was, I consider myself fortunate because photographers tend to be in more demand mm-hmm. than, than artists. So yep. I, I, I always consider myself fortunate from that mm-hmm. point. And uh, so when I, when I am like struggling to find clients or to get clients or whatever like that, I'm always like, well, at least I'm not an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least it's it doesn't take me an hour, a, a year or, or something like that mm-hmm. to finish a piece. And then, you know, for it to just, quote unquote sit there and not mm-hmm. you know get purchased or whatever. But um we also obviously like it, we we want to promote, you know, there is a business side of mm-hmm. things. And so um uh if somebody were interested mm-hmm. in like contacting you about purchasing whether it's prints or, mm-hmm. or anything like that, um how might they be able to to get in contact with you about that? Um I I communicate mostly on Instagram. Uh Um, And so anybody sending me a message um, about wanting to purchase one, even commission, uh, I usually just put commission off until the months where I'm less busy, which actually is not, (laughs) is not often now, Uh but uh, used to be kind of like towards summer. um, Whenever, when everything's already rolling, uh, but the way that you can contact me is either Instagram, uh, you can send me a message on Facebook, and I also have an email for art. Um, it is, I always forget it, and I have to look at it. It's <laughs> trixieink at gmail.com, T-R-I-X-Y-I-N-K at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M, trixieink at gmail. Cool. And their Instagram handle is at Trixie Inc. and Art. So, uh, again, T-R-I-X-Y-I-N-K-A-N-D-A-R-T. Trixie Inc. and Art. Um, Tori, it was really, really fun talking to you. You as well. Um, 
I, I always enjoy seeing you. Yes. Uh, uh, you, I, I, I love your, your soul and oh, your spirit, you. like being around you. Like, um, it really does like, like it really does put you, like put you at peace. And I know it, it, it's, it's interesting that you say that you want your art to put mm-hmm. people at peace because, um, you, you have that kind of soul that, that is, is a very, it's very, we were even before we started talking, you were talking about being so soft-spoken yep. <laughs> and it's yep. like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move the mic a little bit closer to you. Yep. Um, but like, that's just, that's just you. That's, just, uh-huh. that, that's your personality and, and it shows in your art. And, <laughs> and so, um, um, I, I encourage everybody to, uh, go to her Instagram and, um, give her a follow um now real quick before we go uh you have um we were talking um is there a speaking engagement that's coming up is that still Um, in the works or no or i haven't really heard um okay i haven't really heard for sure uh if you need to go if you don't need to go you don't need to go into detail if you don't feel like you need to or um, if it's appropriate it's we're, we're all working as a group and so we're all, you know, gotcha. handling different tasks. But uh, my interview that I had last week will be displayed at the Roots and Wings exhibition. Um, that will start February 1st. And that is where? Where is that exhibition? That is at the Tula Body at uh, ASU. I hope I said that right. Tula Body. Yeah. But it's on, it's on, so it's on campus there at ASU? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it should... Um, I believe they say they're saying it will travel afterwards to Huntsville and Mobile, but for now it's it's going to be at ASU. Cool. And um, if they go to your Instagram page, can they see? Um, is there a particular post on your Instagram or there anything is. that, that um, they can see? I posted a picture of me uh, in that interview, um, and I have the dates written under it. Cool. Some information. So if you get a chance to go and check out uh, that exhibition um, on the uh, campus of ASU, and if you have any kind of questions about that, feel free to contact me, or you can uh, go through Instagram and contact Tori at Trixie Ink and Art. Trixie Eat and Ink and Art. Always had to keep on plugging that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tori Weskin, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was great. Um, you guys have been listening to the Handsome Alexander podcast today. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you all joined in and listened. Um, and uh, until next time, when we speak to another uh, artist um, and, and business person, I hope that you all will have a, a glorious next couple of weeks. Um, and at a, I hope that you take the time to, uh, to think, to cry, and to laugh. And those are the words that I will uh, part uh uh, go apart from you from uh today so uh, think cry and laugh for the next two weeks and uh i will see you when we come back again in two weeks at the intersection of art business and life you've been listening to the handsome alexander podcast my name is aaron fonseca peace and love